Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Two Toms, One Ash, where again I'm joined by just one Tom, but this week it's the other one. Today we'll talk about the surprisingly good and surprisingly bad teams so far this season. We had our closest match-up yet, but one of us has now taken the lead in our head-to-heads. And we'll finish by talking about a couple of running backs and a couple of wide receivers that we like the look of this week. We appreciate anything that you're doing to support the show, especially if you're sharing it with your mates. We want to know what else you'd like us to talk about. As always, you can reach us on hello at 2 com. Right, that's enough from just me. On we go. So last week, um, the top two fantasy players went head-to-head, so Josh Allen... And Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen's scored a combined total of 206 points so far, and Mahomes slightly behind, 176 points. Charlie, I'll put you on the spot here. So they've scored the same, they've thrown the same amount of touchdowns and thrown the same amount of interceptions. Do you know how many they've thrown? Either way. Um, no. Take a guess. A, uh, what? The, they've both thrown the same amount of touchdowns and the same interceptions? Yep. Interceptions, three. Close, four interceptions. Touchdowns. Um, oh, God well, knows. Six weeks. A lot. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't even. I'm trying to. Work, I'm trying to think back as to <laughs> what we've what we've averaging. What? Yeah, yeah, averaging. Uh, sort of. 16, 17? 17, bang on. Yeah, oh, so just on, under, Batman. just under what, three, three a week. Um, but Mahomes obviously scored a fair few more, uh, scoring two rushing touchdowns and thrown for an extra 200 yards as well. So he is, he's top boy. But uh, mm. but yeah, both having good seasons, but she, but the Bills come out on top last week. Um, we're coming out of week six then. So there's a couple of surprise teams at five and one. So Giants being one of them, uh, they were doing amazing, really, to say that they've they've not got a great deal, um, and the Vikings as well. So, Charlie, is there anybody in particular or anything in particular that you want to pull out, or either one of those teams been a surprise packages this year? I think in terms of the Giants, um, that's been the biggest surprise for me. I sort of I had I thought the Vikings were going to do well this year, uh, but I don't think. Well, I certainly didn't expect the Giants to do anywhere near like they are, and I don't think anybody else did, to be honest. Um, it's everything goes through Barkley. Let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> everything goes through him. Who've they got on rece- who, who's uh, the receivers? But then you look at Daniel Jones. He's putting numbers up. I mean, the guys. He's not. He's not terrible, is he? He's, he's what fifteen, I think ranked quarterback uh fantasy wise so middle of the road he's he's putting up decent numbers he's he's consistent and to be getting a, a record like 5 and 1 you just need that consistency i mean interceptions he's only thrown two interceptions am i right um over the season so far let's have a look 
Interceptions, yep, just two so far. That's it. I mean, in fairness, there's only five touchdowns that he's scored that he's thrown for as well. So yeah. he's just 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 plugging away nicely. That's it. I mean, he's he's not got anybody special that's doing anything in terms of receiver. So he's just keeping defenses on the toes a little bit. They know it's going to Barkley. Um, he's he's the the they're pretty much a one man team. Um, although. He came out of the game, didn't he, the other week? And they weren't doing horrendous, but they've just he, he's just a superstar. And clearly, since he's come back from injury, he's just next level. And the success has, has purely got to be down to, to Barkley. And, uh, well, I mean, defensively, the, the, the very similar to what Daniel Jones is doing. They're just getting jobs done, aren't they? Not doing anything spectacular, but they're they're certainly not letting teams run riot with them either. Uh, so on both sides at ball, they're just they're just very sort of steady with a superstar that's putting up big numbers for them. Yeah, definitely, and I think it's the Brian Dable of what he was on the Bills last season working with Josh Allen, and it's just it's just kind of play calling whatever works against the team that they're playing that week, isn't it? And mm. it, look, if they're pulling someone out or if Barkley's injured, like you say, then they're on goal line and doing some trick plays, they're doing wildcat. And it's not just gimmicky, but it's, it is just getting it over the line, see what works. And then, like you say, same on defense, they're just bending, bending, but then it might be giving up a field goal instead of a touchdown. Um, but that's quite right. As you say, like receivers, I mean, they're awful. You there's talk of like Wandale Robinson, the rookie receiver that wasn't even anywhere on the kind of mock drafts anywhere in the first or second round, but he's he's been standing out the last couple of weeks, but not in any decent way, not in someone that you'd really want to start in fantasy if you, unless you really, really had to. But yeah, five of, and one. In terms of fantasy, I mean, realistically, other than Barkley, who are you having on your team? Like, like I said about uh, Daniel Jones, he's number 15 overall. The Giants' defense are number fifteen overall, so it's exactly they they're just very middle of the road. They're just getting the job done. There's nothing spectacular. There's nothing. They're just doing what they need to do um, with that magician that they've got at running back. Yeah, and they could quite easily have been what six and zero really. That one loss against the Cowboys at home. Yeah. To a Cowboys team that weren't brilliant either. That went pretty much down to the wire. Um, mm. So, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they carry on. Like you say, fantasy-wise, Barkley, Barkley, running back two, he's a, he is their offense, he's their team, and you know that he's going to get one yard, one yard, one yard, forty yards. It's just going to break off at some point. It's just mm. just whether whether the defense are ready for it. In terms of Minnesota, um, I said obviously that was sort of a bit more expected. I, I thought Vikings would do well this year. Um, but the the surprises have been for me. There, like the standout players, haven't been as consistent as you would expect. So, like your Dalvin Cook, you would expect him to be up there as a top five running back in terms of what he's providing. But he's been a bit hit and miss. I mean, he's had one big game that he had against Chicago, where I think he got like twenty six points or over twenty six points. But apart from that, he's been. He's only had one other week over fifteen points. He's been very much there, thereabouts. Not not really putting up anything spectacular. Um, and for most leagues, Dalvin Cook was 
first round top five pick for for a lot of people. Um, and and in a similar vein, looking at uh, Justin Jefferson, who, let's face it, is one of the best receivers in the game. Uh, the guy's absolutely quality, but because of that, he's under double coverage every time. It, it's he's got to do something spectacular just to make the catch. Um, I know at the minute he's he's ranked number four overall, I think receiver wise. Um, but very similar, he's had he's had he's had three big games where he's he's got over thirty points. But then he's had he had one game against Detroit where he got four points. He only had three receptions. Um, so I mean, maybe that's kudos to Detroit's defense, but. We know that's not the case because those guys will let anybody score. Um, so maybe they just triple teamed him. Um, but yeah, it, it just seems that the people that you were expecting to blow you away, I know Jefferson say he's top four, but I would have expected him to be there as number one overall uh, in terms of receivers. So the fact he's had those um, those weeks where he wasn't quite on the money, um, he had a te- 10 a four and, and a sixteen, which from Justin Jefferson you is a, a sixteen point week is a low one for him. Um you're expecting plus twenty points from him every week. Um but yeah they they they're getting the job done. There's they look good across yeah, similar to all areas. When you compare Jefferson to ability wise, he's up there isn't he, with Diggs and Chase, but Diggs ain't having anything less than twenty points, and, and and similar to Jefferson, if you look at Thielen as well, so he's not he's not broke twenty points yet. Mm. Someone I'd, I'd happily have on my roster, definitely. Um, I'd start him most weeks, but yeah, you'd think that if Jefferson is getting double coverage, if all he's getting all the attention, then Thielen in past years, he's been a very consistent um, wide receiver too that you could plug in every single week, but that's not been the case either. Um, looking at the splits as well, it looks like Darwin Cook's getting probably like a 70-30 split in favour of him with mm. Madison. Uh, again, I've got I've got Madison on my bench. It is just in case Cook goes down or you know that he's going to get five, eight points. Um, they're picking up maybe a lot of Cook's points that, that they are. A lot of teams seem to be doing that. Even if they've got one standout running back, they're still just trying to either resting them or sitting them out goal line or whatever it might be then they're not just leading with them and sticking with it the whole game yeah okay so moving on to um to the opposite side then uh, so the teams that are surprisingly doing doing pretty poor so there's a few of them losing records so the raiders for one of them for me being one and four and um, two teams stand out initially being on two and four so the browns being one and the steelers being the other um, but then the other one, so the third one um, on two and four is Cardinals. So the Cardinals for me, especially fantasy-wise, there's a lot of players that get a lot of attention and, and are rostered quite heavily on fantasy for the Cardinals. Um, but looking at those two wins, the two wins have come against the Raiders and the Seahawks. The Raiders have mentioned Seahawks, I guess, surprisingly okay season, but they're still the Seahawks. Um, Kyler's still been Kyler in fantasy. He's a fifth-ranked running back. Um, but in his loss to the Seahawks, he scored just 14 points. He does hit more than he misses. Um, so I know he's on your roster, so I'll come on to him in just a second. But in terms of the positives for the Cardinals offense, 
And they've got DeAndre Hopkins coming back this week. So it'll be interesting to see what that looks like if he does start with a bang or whether he needs a bit of easing into this this offense. Um, they've just signed Robbie Anderson. So again, it's another popular waiver wire pickup um, to see what he'd fit like. Uh, Marquise Brown, up to now, had been doing very well. So did Zach Ertz. And Rondale Moore as well, a really popular flex position at wide receiver. Um, but some of the negatives for them, uh, so Marquise Brown, as you mentioned, is now out for the season. So whether the Robbie Anderson's almost like a like-for-like or or similar type trade that they've done, and then Hopkins coming back. And then running back as well, so James Connor, Williams, and now Benjamin, they've all been fairly unreliable. Um so I think there's a lot of upside on the Cardinals. I think if it does click and if DeAndre Hopkins, a bit like we mentioned with Jefferson, does start to get extra coverage, a lot of attention, could open it up for the others. Um, so I think there still can be, even if the Cardinals do continue to be um, less than 500, can still be viable fantasy options um, if they do get rolling. And... As you know, a lot of prep gone into this, and I know that Kyler Murray's on your roster, Charlie, so I was going to ask you about him, but having checked, it looks like, unless you're playing some mind games, you've benched him for two of this week. What's happening? Um, are you yeah, sticking I, him on your bench? You've fallen out with him? Or what? I, it's going to be probably one that I chop and change up until Thursday. Um, yeah, it was something that I did just before we started recording. Uh, having seen that Tua is likely to uh, to start thinking he's going to come back with a bang. I was big on Kyler Murray this year with everything that went off in off-season, him getting the contract and then the whole nonsense written in about what he needed to do in terms of watching tape. Yeah. I, I thought he was going to come out with a point to prove, uh, to show that he's worth worth what he was paid. And, and this whole nonsense about watching tape was was just a distraction. But I just, you just can't put your finger on it. I've watched a few Cardinals games, and the frustrating thing for me is how poor they are in the red zone. Um, I think they've only got 50% score rate um, when they're in the red zone, which is a shocking conversion. Um, and I think that's, that's what's playing into them with the record that they've got. If you're getting yourself in that position, you've got to put the ball in the end zone. You, you can't be walking away from there um, half of the time without putting anything in there. Um, I mean, over the season so far, we were talking about the numbers that Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes have put up in terms of touchdowns. Kyler Murray's thrown Six passing touchdowns. Well, yeah, ten less than them is. Uh, yeah, he's he's definitely a tier below, isn't he? Yeah, at least he's, a, he's averaging a touchdown a game. Six weeks in now, he's averaging one touchdown, one passing touchdown a game. Um, he's got a couple of rushing touchdowns in there, but you would expect more than two rushing touchdowns from him as well. With how good he is on his feet, you just I've just expected. A lot more from him. Uh, I know we've got we've got a couple of leagues, and I've got Kyler Murray as my quarterback in both leagues. Um, like I say, I was just expecting big things from him this year, and he just seems to be letting me down 
but we'll see. They've got some receivers, like you said, coming back from injury. They've they've just signed some new signings, so things might turn around. Um, we'll see. But we'll see what you end up doing this week then. Whether it's I don't know about you, but I get these horrible feelings about the Thursday night games. Whether just diffi- it probably makes no difference whatsoever, but just starting players on a Thursday night. That, that I'd almost rather wait until Sunday for whatever reason. Um, but then maybe there is something in it. Last couple of Thursday nights have been awful games and really low scoring. So, whether again, whether it's just coincidence or what. So, the point scorers haven't been particularly high these last few Thursday nights. Um, and it bit me on the arse last week as well. So <laughs> that might be why. Yeah, Start, maybe. Starting Curtis Samuel and coming away with two points and benching Pittman. Sod's so lower though. You'll uh, you'll bench bench Murray, two as your quarterback, and then he'll not pass protocol and he'll be out again come Sunday yeah. and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Thanks for the jinx. Touching on how us three did individually this week. Um so I won I got the most points out of the three of us. Again, nothing to write home about. I lost, you lost. Uh, Scully won, um, and I ended up finishing on at 101.8 points, which meant I beat Scully, his points total, by less than 0.8. So, yeah, so, so nothing much to write home about, but that does put me on three wins. You on two, and Scully on just one so far for the season. Sorry, Scully, I know you're listening. Um, but for me, uh, like I say, I, I did lose my matchup. So not great all around, really. Hertz scored okay. Debo did well. Um, but I feel like I'm done now with Tyler Conklin at tight end. I've had him for three weeks now. I think when I picked him up or traded for him, he was maybe tight end six, I think. He's now dropped down to about 15. So um, so definitely open for trades for him. But I know I'm just going to get some mid to low tier tight end as a replacement. Um, but Charlie, so you, you lost your matchup quite convincingly in the end, and uh, and yeah, there were a few of us around at mine watching it, and, and not even funny in the end. You had Juju on your bench, you had Pittman on your bench, scoring a combined forty-eight points. Um, and then the other one that we've been talking about a lot this week, so Aaron Jones. Talk to me about Aaron Jones. What are you thinking with him? I just don't know. I, I know full well that nobody's going to take him off my hands because. Green Bay's offense are just diabolical at the minute. Um, Aaron Rodgers needs to spend a little bit less time talking on Pat McAfee show and spend a bit more time getting his offense going because they're just diabolical. And I just can't understand where the logic comes. I mean, Aaron Jones is averaging like six, just under six yards a run. Um, AJ Dillon was averaging way less and yet Dylan seemed to be the one who was getting the more carries. I don't know the exact split for last week, but watching the game, it seemed to be that Dylan spent far more time in the game than uh, than Rogers did. I think Rogers came away with nine rushing attempts for only 19 yards. I know that doesn't follow his rule of uh, six yards a run, but that over the season, that's what he's been hitting. Um, and target-wise, he just... 
it just it's just really frustrating. Uh, I know you tagged me in something earlier um, on one of the fantasy uh, Instagram pages, and it said, "Keep calm and stick with him. It's, he's going to come good." And I, I want to believe it, but yeah, we'll we'll see. It's funny, isn't it? Now I've got one or two players like that where you. Whether it's just the not doing what you'd expect them to do or not scoring as you'd expect them to or, or what they're projected and you just get fed up with them and frustrated and then and then it comes to trading or getting rid and you're like, oh, he's ranked 14. Maybe he's not as bad as I thought or similar to Debo for me and, and Joe Mixon. Um, but yeah, Aaron Jones, what one rushing touchdown all season, one receiving touchdown all season. does seem a strange one when, when it's not, he is their reliable anything, really, isn't he? Like, Lazard's okay, and I know Cobb's out now, and he's a bit of a stalwart and best mates with Rodgers, but everyone else is a bit of a gamble. You think, yeah, just, just run it or get him in, in at least every play uh, and see what's going off. Um, that was my thought in drafting him. Yeah, yeah. He's got to be their go-to. He's got to be the number one guy for him on offense with such a young receiving core. Uh, he's got to be the go-to, and he just hasn't performed as I was expecting. Yeah, well, shame. See, see if anyone can trade for him or see what you can do with him this week before next. Um, but just before we do close the door on week six, um, what did you think to uh, Source Gardner with the cheese head on? Top shit, Alzheri. Oh, unbelievable. <laughs> Love anything like that. Oh, yeah. Dancing <laughs> Walking around, around Lambo. You, you would do, though, wouldn't you? He's in there, uh, first time at Lambeau. Uh, they walk out with a win. I mean, lap it up. Fair play to the guy. Uh, what well, I'd be walking around with a cheese head on. I'd be throwing it into the crowd, never mind walking around dancing in it. Yeah, anything like that. I think Eagle's version of that, I think there was an emoji with a cowboy hat on uh, when we beat the Cowboys. So <laughs> <laughs> Not quite the same level. Not on the same level, no. <laughs> Seven and some very good matchups. Um, I like the matchup of Falcons against the Bengals, uh, the Giants against the Jags. Uh, the Giants, uh, the Jags, sorry, are definitely better than their two and four score. Uh, and the Jets, Jets have got a real chance of going five and two at home against the Broncos. Um, but let's talk through some running backs and wide receivers that we think are worthy starts and have got decent matchups this week. So Charlie, start us off. Um, give us a running back that you suggest we start? I'm going to start off with an obvious one and go Josh Jacobs. Um, big matchup against the Texans, who are ranked worst team against the run. Um, the Raiders the last few weeks have been very run-heavy, uh, played the ball a lot through Jacobs. He scored well um, the two previous weeks. I know they're just coming off a bye as well, so he's going to be fresh from that. Um, I think he's just going to pound it to him, um, and I think we're. Ex- I'm expecting big points. I-, I think we could be pushing forty points um, with the way that the Texans have been holding out uh, the running backs this season. Um, so yeah, I'm expecting big touchdowns, big numbers for Josh Jacobs this week. Great shout! Yeah, yeah, really good one and great matchup. Anyone coming off those bye weeks, you'd like to think that they've been watching the film all week. Um, and yeah, coming off a, it's a good bit of form against the Broncos and then Chiefs. 
Um, so the first receiver I want to pick out, so it's the same game, same game, but opposite side. So Brandon Cooks against the Raiders. So Raiders 27th versus wide receivers. Um, and Cooks, yeah, he hasn't quite been his usual reliable self um, on the poor team like the Texans. But but same thing, really. So coming off a by themselves, the Texans is the only option that the Texans have really got on offense. Um He's ready for a game. He's ready for a bit of a breakout game. And against the Raiders, I feel like this this could be it for him. And yeah, he's, he's, he's had a bit of um, a strange one, hasn't he, Brandon Cooks? He's he's one. Yeah. Of, he's obviously Texans go to, but he, he's just he's been a bit hit and miss. So uh, I think it's a, you, you're right. It's a good matchup there off the bye as well. So uh, yeah, it's it's a nice one for him this week. He, he can hopefully put in some decent numbers. Yeah, let's hope so. He's not quite broke for week one. He had 82 yards. And apart from that, he's not broke 60 yards receiving yet. Uh, and just a one touchdown. But um, I think this week, this week's definitely time for him to, to go off. Matchup-wise, it's been difficult for him as well. And they've been yeah. looking at uh, Colts, Broncos, Bears, who were all good against uh, wide receivers. So, uh, yeah, difficult matchups. And I think it, it gets a bit easier for him now uh, after the bye. Excellent. Uh, moving on to running back number two then. So who do you like in the matchup of um, the second running back you've picked? So I've gone a bit more left field on this one and it's somebody who I traded away last week. So although I'm predicting it, I'm sort of hoping not, uh, but I'm going for Zeke. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I saw <laughs> that you'd, uh, yeah, well you traded, not just not quite let him go, but yeah. So uh, yeah, big, Big matchup, obviously Dak Prescott back uh, this week, so should feature more in the passing game as well. Um, no, uh, no disrespect to Rush, but he's not Dak Prescott, so he, he's not going to be. Uh, Prescott's going to be passing that ball out to Zeke. He's going to be the that guy to to dump off to. So he should get more receiving yards. It's also a good matchup for him against the Lions, who we've said previously start whoever is on offense against the Lions. So big game for Zeke, um, although it'll pain me to see it, but I can see him putting up 30-odd uh, points this week. Um, I'm going to put it out there and say he's going to get two touchdowns at least. I'll definitely make a note of that. Uh, but yeah, I'd agree. I think there's there's a couple like that. I think there's Zeke, who's, as far as I'm aware, him and Dak, I don't know whether they actually live together, but they're definitely kind of very close when it comes to outside of the field, off the field as well. Um, and Schultz as well. So I know Schultz has been a bit on a bit of an injury, but the same kind of last season form with Zeke, with Schultz, I'm sure C.D. Lamb will carry on uh, as he's been doing this season. But yeah, that with Bre- with Dak Prescott coming back, I think there'll be a few players for the Cowboys. I totally agree with you, Zeke being one of them that, that returns to form. Dak Prescott, he's a franchise quarterback and he gets the best out of people. That's why he is uh, their number one. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, lots of attention. So I'm sure if you're starting to trade for him now, you'd not get what you what you got a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, absolutely right matchup against the Lions. Uh, you could probably pick anyone any week on offense against against the Lions defense. And the the second wide receiver that I'm going to call out is is one that we've spoken to spoken about a little bit, but Brandon Ayuk. So him against the Chiefs. So 
49ers could well be chasing the lead uh, in this one against the Chiefs, so they're not going to be running it a whole load, I don't think. Kansas City have allowed the fourth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, uh, so 33.9 on average this season. And and I think coming off the back of last week where Ayuk had his best week of the season by a million miles, he's kind of deserved, he's earned that right, really, that you do start him, you don't bench him. And look, if he does let you down and it, and it is Debo that does well, Kittle maybe, then, then fair play. But coming off the back of last week's score, Brandon Ayuk did really, really well, whether it's the fact that him and Jimmy have kind of got that connection again or what. Um, but again, a good matchup against the Chiefs and something that the, the 49ers are just going to be passing it all game pretty much. Um, I don't think it was you, was it, Charlie? But um, but yeah, we had a lot of talk about Brandon Ayuk and uh, Scully wanted to get rid of him, so uh, which he did, which he did in the end. And again, someone else in our league left him on the bench last week, which was uh, very amusing. Yeah, he was somebody I was wanting to take off his hands. Um, but I think somebody else had accepted the trade prior to me being able to. So, yeah, I was a bit gutted to see that he uh, he put up those numbers last week. But he was someone I'd been looking at from early in the season because of the um, the link-up that he'd had with... Um, oh, go on, lad, who's injured? 49ers original... Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Yeah. Um, the the matchup the 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 link up that he got with Trey Lance preseason it was all about Ayuk and how those two were working really well together. Um, so yeah, I was big on him before the draft, and I was hoping to pick him up in one of the later rounds, and just got pipped to the post. But yeah, he, he's 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 a he looks good, and like you said, put up some big numbers last week, and quite rightly, yeah, Kansas City, let's be realistic they're going to put up a lead aren't they uh with the stars they've got so they're likely to be chasing and Kansas City aren't particularly great defending wide receivers they do put up some fantasy numbers to wide receivers playing against them so yeah good good match up there mate yeah let's see let's see how he does not quite the 28 points I'm not I'm not predicting that he got last week but um but yeah up there for sure and that's that Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe so that these weekly episodes are automatically downloaded. And with the Eagles on a bye this week, I might even become a temporary Steelers and Browns fan and follow along with the boys. See you in the next one.